selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Learning about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? You know, we have all kinds of stuff going on. It's really good to see you, Daryl, by the way. It's great to see you as well. It is hot. It is <laughs> hot. It's to say that it, it, it's a <laughs> furnace, dude. Come on. <laughs> hey, we are getting it done. It is the middle of 2021. And I just want to welcome you back to the Selling for the Heart podcast. If you're new, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, it is the middle of summer, and one of the favorite things we get to do in the summer, while it's hot, we're going to the beach, <laughs> we're riding our bikes in Venice, whatever you got going on, we have gone back into the archives for some pure gold this week. Today, uh, you are going to hear from our good friend, Dave Sanderson. Oh, what what can I say about Dave? I just I just really love this guy and just a pure coinkydink. So I got to let everyone let everyone know I was out on business travel last week, and I was in my layovers in the Charlotte airport. And we all know that's where Dave Sanderson hangs out is in Charlotte. So I'm walking through the airport. I have a couple hour layover, Daryl, and I text Dave and I said, Hey, Dave, too bad, right? I don't have a longer layover in Charlotte. I'm in the airport for a couple hours. He goes, Hang tight. I'm getting ready to walk into the airport at Charlotte. And sure enough, our paths crossed in the Charlotte airport. What an absolute kindred spirit. I know he's near and dear to the both of us, Daryl. Well, he is. He's a mentor and friend. And not only that, he was in the Charlotte airport because he was on his way this past weekend for his second swim in the Hudson River. <laughs> you know, the first time he swam was when the U.S. air flight uh, made an unplanned landing in the Hudson River. You probably watched that movie, Sully, and know the story. Uh, but Dave, in a true inspirational fashion, conquered his fears this past weekend and actually swam with the Navy SEALs across the Hudson River. Imagine that. What a true <laughs> inspiration. And um, uh, Dave, we are uh, so proud of you. We're so proud of, of what you've done. And also, um, this gives us a great opportunity to let all of our listeners know about an incredible organization, GIGO.org. Uh, Dave swam on their behalf. Selling from the Heart is proud to be a sponsor of this organization. And we'd love for you to join us, GIGO.org. Let's give to help homeless vets. I mean, Dave Sanderson. What what else can we say? This is this is going to be such a. It, I know it. We already heard. We heard this earlier in the year. <laughs> we went, hey, Daryl. We witnessed fantastic. it. <laughs> we witnessed. We were there. So, hey, uh, I'm really excited about this. So, without further ado, Larry, let's uh, let's welcome on the topic of authenticity wins a recorded session from last year's last year's authenticity challenge, none other than our good friend, Dave Sanderson. Mm -hmm. 
When Dave, when Dave Sanderson, Sanderson was, here was here five, five years, years ago, he was, he was in, in the Hudson, Hudson River. River. After helping After others, others, he was the, he was last, the last passenger, passenger to get off get flight 1549. I looked around, there was nothing on the white I jumped in the water and swam from the closest boat I could find. Sanderson was seated in this row, seat 15A. When you think you're going to die, and all the things start flashing through your minds, and your family, Little League Baseball, everything was sort of moving. And then you put and your you head put your down, head and it's like, okay, like, okay, this is it. it. But then all of a sudden you hit, and you go back, and all of a sudden you see light come through the window. It's like, yeah, I got a shot. So they had three people waiting for me, specifically at the dock. They had two EMTs and a guy from the American Red Cross. Red Cross blankets warmed and comforted Sanderson and the other passengers. That blanket sort of my symbol for me that that day. It was, it, was, it was about the team, it was about the first responders. It was a whole team effort, not with just the passengers and crew. It was about 60 seconds after that took off. when I heard the first one float. In his spare time, he's helped raise over $7 million for the Red Cross. I'm so grateful to have another chance. I have another chance to be able to do not only what I want to do, but be with my family and impact somebody's life. I think that's my mission. Every day is a miracle if you choose to see it that way. I'm really proud really of a proud dear, dear, dear friend of mine by the name of Dave Sanderson. Every one of us got a hero inside. Every one of us has a capacity to find our strength. It's nice to see a miracle on the Hudson and know that part of that miracle is our dear friend, even when he can barely function, nature of the other guy's life saves the support. Welcome, Dave Sanderson. Wow. Well, hey, hey, can I can I let everyone know where you're where you're calling in from? Are we good? You go go for it. Dave's coming in from some place that one day. I mean, I can't. I, I've been there many a times, but it's on my bucket list to actually maybe live there one day. And that's Charlotte, North Carolina. Dave Sanderson, you're an amazing individual. Thank you so much for being on the Authentic Selling Challenge. Well, guys, I'm really appreciative to be, be able to kick this off with you in 2021. I mean, it's it's an amazing time to be alive right now. And one of the things that really attracted me to not only be here with you and everybody today is, you know, selling from the heart. Because one thing I've learned over the last several years from people I've interacted with is the one area of the body that never gets cancer is the heart. So if you sell from the heart, if you come from the heart, more, more, more times than less, you're becoming authenticity more important. Congruency. So, first of all, thank you and thank everybody for being here today. I am truly honored. I think for everybody, 2020 was, I call that year of turmoil. I mean, you know, not only COVID 19, but we had social injustice issues that came up. This election that this keeps going on and on. People have lost their jobs, lost their businesses. So, yeah, I, I look at 2020 as a year of turmoil. And I really liken that. It would happen to me on January 15, 2009. Yes, 12 years ago this week, 
on during the plane crash there was a miracle on the Hudson because one thing you realize when you go through a plane crash is a you have no control and you didn't cause it. Sort of like what happened to everybody when COVID nineteen hit. It was out of our control, and none of us really caused it. So I saw so many people that went through challenges this last year and really sort of motivated me and to really not only help them, but share with them some of the things about how to not only improve what they're doing, but really help them grow. Because one of the things that people are challenged with right now is they don't know how to grow. They've been told and they, you know, they've been, been restricted and they don't know how to do things. And us as salespeople, I mean, I've had 35 years in sales. One of our missions is to help people grow. So the next about 15 minutes, so I'm going to share with you a couple strategies and little stories that I've used over the last 35 years that helped me grow. But through that authenticity, but more importantly, congruency. I think that's probably one of the things that I really focus on the most is being congruent. And as Daryl said, I was to give you a little bit about my backstory because, you know, where I got, it wasn't where I started. Back in 1983, I graduated from college. I don't know if you remember 1983, but it wasn't a real positive year for the business. We were in a recession, just trying to come out of recession. I couldn't find a job. So my dad helped me find a job because he told me I had to be out of the house in 30 days and I wasn't out of the house in 30 days. So my first job was actually in, in restaurant management, hotel restaurant management for a place called Howard Johnson. And my third stop was here in Charlotte. And I, as being the low man on the totem pole, I, you know, I was making 13000 a year. I was second and third shift guy. But fortunately for me, that turned out to be something of a great, not only benefit, but really helped me start on my pathway. Because working second shift, there was a gentleman and a wife would come in the restaurant every night. His name was Bill. His wife's name was Bonnie. They come in every night for ice cream and coffee, and we talk. The one thing I found out about Bill on December 23rd, 1984, was that uh, he owned a string of movie theaters and restaurants in North and South Carolina, over 80. He was a multi-millionaire. And that day, he asked me if he could mentor me. And Kaylee, I didn't know what a mentor was in 1984, but of course I said yes. For the, so for the next 14 years, he mentored me and shared with me these stories and how he grew his business starting in 1929 during a recession, depression, through a world war, through all the tragedies that were going on in the world at that point to become a multimillionaire and become a very successful person. So for 14 years, he was teaching me this, these, these lessons and stories. So in 1997, at that time, I was also the assistant head of security for a guy by the name of Tony Robbins, who you just saw in the video. You know, Bill called me to his office and asked me to come in. And he said, I went to his office here in Charlotte. He said, I got two things. Number one, I want to let you know, I've got lung cancer. Now, Bill smoked two packs a day. So that really didn't surprise me much. But he went over to his desk, pulled out from his desk these crumpled notes and sat down next to me and said, listen, I want to give this to you. I said, what is he? He goes, this is what I've been teaching for the last 14 years. These are the handwritten notes I took in 1929 from my mentor, about the success, business of success, these success strategies. And he gave these to me, but he also said, don't let it die with you. And that was something that, you know, he passed away in September of 1997, but I kept these notes. But what did I do? I was, a, I was in sales. I was a very successful salesperson at that point. So I thought I knew everything. So I put them away in a journal, didn't look at it for 20 years until I started writing my second book, Moments Matter. I found these notes. I'm like, what an idiot I am. I've had gold in my hands for over 20 years. I didn't do anything with them. So now I want to share with you some of these things that I learned.
no over there at that time, but some time, my time with Tony Robbins, because one of the things that, you know, Tony brought out of me is, is really coming from the heart, because one of the things that happened, give you a little perspective, after the miracle on the Hudson, I was in the hospital. The only person that called me that night was Tony Robbins. My company didn't call me, but he did. And he asked me after that call, he said, when you get to Los Angeles, give me a call. I want to share some things with you because your life's going to radically change over the next several months and years. So when I talked to him, when I went to Los Angeles, we spent three hours, I got a doctorate on, you know, on the mindset of Tony Robbins on how to become successful and doing what I needed to do and selling and not only selling, but also going out and speaking. But he said, always remember, speak from your heart. He goes, never take notes with you on stage. Just come from your heart and you will always be successful. So I'm really attracted to this model of a, if everything coming from the heart. And one of the things he taught me that day, and I was doing unintentionally in my sales for many years, and unintentionally that day to survive a plane crash, but I became moved from unintentional to intentional was what he calls the six primary needs. Because one of the things I realized in sales is this. Everybody does things for their own needs. And when I was successful in sales and when I am successful in sales and selling, it's when I focus on other people's needs. And as we may know, if you may know, there's six primary needs everybody has. The first one is the need to be certain, have certainty in your life, control. The second major need everybody's got is the need, though, for uncertainty or variety. Because if you get too much certainty, you know, you need to change things up. So the second primary need everybody has is a need for variety or uncertainty. But the third primary need is most people go to or always have is to be important or significant. Be the guy out there. Be, I want to be the number one sales guy. I want to be the number one sales gal. I want to be that part. I want people to see me. And the fourth primary need is the need for connection and love. But the challenge with that is this. If you're always got to be the one out there in front leading, always the one being to be successful, how do you connect with people like that? It's very hard. But the fifth and sixth primary needs are the needs of, of really the, of areas of, of spiritual needs, such as the need for contribution and the need for growth. So I took this model of the six primary needs into every sales situation that I had. And I always tried to find out who I was dealing with that day, what was their primary need that they were trying to get out of this situation. And always, it's always one of those six needs. I found it's always one of those six needs. And what I generally found is this. Most of the buyers that I was associating with, I had two, always with the one or two primary needs most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. They either went looking for certainty or they're look, looking for growth. So when, when I was in my in selling and focusing on selling, I was really focused on how can I help them either grow or become certain with my product or service. And once I started being that, doing that, they saw that I was authentic but I was being congruent with every message that I gave was around those two or three primary needs that I found that they were they were really driving for. Some people were driving for significance. I wanted to let them see if they would be significant if they would get my product or service. So this strategy of always understanding what the primary needs of my buyer was helped me to always move from being good or, or really great in sales to being outstanding, being that top producer. Because in 2009, if you go back to 2009, there wasn't a lot of positive things happening in the country, but in the, we were in a recession. But I was a top producer that year of my company, or I was an oracle coming out Oracle of that year in a recession. In the same year that I went through a plane crash, so I was going through turmoil this entire year. 
And I was trying to get back on my feet, trying to get my mind straight. How is I going to grow? Oh, by the way, how am I going to do my business? Oh, by the way, how am I going to do all the, trying to get all these other things done? I was going through a year of turmoil, but I became the top producer. And one of the ways I did that and moved my year of turmoil into my year of triumph was looking at how what drives people. What's their primary need? And, all, and the question I'd always ask somebody to lead off the situation was, how what, what is most important to you and what has to happen for you to achieve that? And as soon as I understood, found that out, I knew what primary need they were driving for. And that's how I turned my year of turmoil of 2009 into a year of triumph and now years of triumph. Because shortly thereafter, a couple of years later, I left and started going speaking around the world, writing books, meeting people that I'd never been associated with because I came out of a place from my heart. It wasn't about me because one thing I realized is this. I had the opportunity to go to places like Fort Hood in Texas after the domestic terrorist attack, places like, you know, in Florida and Texas after the hurricanes, at West and wildfire after the wildfires in California. I went to, up to New York after, you know, you know the, the big flood up there. And what I found is this. Everybody who goes through those situations goes through a turmoil or they're facing challenges. They go either in a depressed state or go into even worse of PTSD. But people always kept asking me, you didn't. And the most often asked question I get right now, Larry and Daryl, is this. How did you get back on a plane after you went after after you survived a plane crash? Because some people didn't. Some people from that plane crash never got back on a plane. Some people who go through these challenges that we're all going through right this last year never get back on a plane. So my mission is this, show people through what I've done and some of the strategies that I've, I've been able to do is to be able to get back on their personal plane. See, I get the calls now when people have their personal plane going down or their buildings are plumbing around them. I'll give you an example. I got a phone call once out of the blue from somebody, a friend of somebody who survived the avalanche in Nepal. Everybody from her, her party died, but she didn't. She was in massive depression. And she didn't know, they didn't know how to get her out of it. She would just lock herself up. She was in Ontario. So I spent time really sharing with her the strategies on how to grow out of a turmoil or a challenging situation. And aren't all of our clients, they wouldn't be talking to us unless they were having challenges with their product or service. And I use the same mentality I used in sales of how to grow from the six human needs and the primary needs and the strategies I did on that to apply to other people who are going through turmoils in their life. And also I saw them start changing, saw them growing because it's all about growth. See, this is the year, this year, 2021 should be, your focus should be on growing. Because, you know, as we all know, change is inevitable, but progress is not. How can we use what we learned last year to grow and change and progress? And one of the things Tony you know, told me, he tells us a lot of people, but his time with Nelson Mandela. And you know, Nelson Mandela was locked up for what, 27 years. And you think this gentleman would be so angry when he got out. He would want vengeance. But he didn't. Because he told Tony that you know, his, when he got out, he looked at the last 27 years of his life as a, as a time of preparation. To be able to use this now to be able to impart change on a country that needed change. And right now what's going on in the United States is something we all need to look back Let's, let's get out of the world of revenge right now. Let's look back at how we can how we can help use what we used this last year as preparation 
to be able to impact people's lives positively. And it all starts from the heart. It starts by being authentic and congruent. Because one of the things I've noticed in people is you can be authentic, but if you're not congruent every day with what you do and what you say, people will quickly figure out that you're not really that authentic. So I think you really got to marry up authenticity with congruency. And when you do that, is it all of a sudden you see massive change, massive growth. And I think that's what the primary, you know, looking at, I'm looking at in 2021 in helping people, whether they're in sales or business or having personal challenges, how can we, I help them marry up what their life situation is currently and what their view, view worldview is or model the world is to make that in sync by being authentic and being congruent. And once you put that together and they come together, all of a sudden your life starts opening up. Because like I, we started off, Larry, like we talked about, right? One of the things I learned is there's no cancer in the heart. There's cancer. You might have brain cancer or colon cancer or other kind of cancers, but you never have hear about cancer in the heart. So if you start coming from the heart first with everything that you do, people will see that authenticity, will see that congruency. And not only will you build rapport, but you'll, be, you'll build raving fans. And someone who at two o'clock in the morning will pick up the phone and give you the call. And that's what that year happened for me. In 2009, I became a top salesperson that year. And I was for the next four or five years, I was a top salesperson. And one of the reasons I did is because I would tell my clients, I, I'd be the guy picking up the phone at two o'clock. When all, all your world's breaking down around you, when, when your buildings are plummeting in your business, Call me at two o'clock. I'll pick up the phone. I'll solve your problem. And they knew that I, they could do that because I did it. I was congruent and authentic. So as I as I sort of finish up here, I could go on for hours. But, you know, I was really I, I wrote my latest book about these 12 business principles that my mentor Bill taught me because I think they're very valid, not only for what I learned and what I imparted in my sales career, but their life lessons. And I think, you know, right now, I think we're all, you know, nothing's new. I think everything we're talking about, nothing new, but sometimes you just got to hear it in a different way. And what Bill did for me over those 14 years is tell me through stories on how he solved problems back in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s. Because he, he told me these stories and all of a sudden I could resonate with them. And what was very interesting, you know, as I finish up, Larry and, and Daryl's this, you know, when I got those notes and looked at these notes from 1929, they were handwritten notes. It was some of the same stuff that we learned from like, Tom Hopkins or somebody else. Same things, Jim Rohn, Tony Robbins. But it goes back, and these are these are the basic principles that people use to add value to people's lives. And that's what we're all supposed to be doing right now. How can we add even more value to people's lives and, most importantly, enjoy that process? So as we go in, as we sort of finish up here, I want to say thank you for having me, Daryl and Larry. I am truly psyched at what you're doing today. And if I can help anybody, just check me out on LinkedIn. As you know, I, I respond very quickly because my whole mission right now is to help people turn their turmoil of 2020 into their triumph of 2021. If I can do that, if you can do it for one person, you've got a successful year. Make an outstanding week. I look forward to seeing everybody else on this following week. Take care. Dave, you are one amazing individual. And, and as I was listening to what you were, as you were concluding this, the first thing that pops into my head is this, what it, what's forever old is forever new. And those principles just never change. Yeah. Never. No. It, in, in my opinion, in yours and Daryl's, 
the collective people watching, we're of the belief it starts in the heart. It, that's that's where everything starts. Yep. Well, I, you both got a copy of my latest book, right? This is what that's all about. Because I really believe God does give you the lesson when you are ready, right? Sometimes we're not ready for the lesson, like I wasn't in 1997. We're all ready for the lesson right now. we got to get the lesson. Because now it's time to impact people's lives. Yeah. Hey, you're on mute, Daryl. Sorry. How about I unmute? We've got a couple more minutes. And uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to chime in on the chat in YouTube. Um, we'd love to uh, love to to hear from you. And uh, Dave, I've I've really been enjoying this book. This is this is pure gold in here. And uh, not only is there a picture of you with Tom Hopkins, which <laughs> I gotta love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that man. I think yeah. we all we all stood for that picture at some point during our sales career. Uh, but you know the the reality inside here is I love I love the the points that you make about constant, never ending improvement. Um, that you say, you know, if if you want to, inspiration is fine, but inspiration must lead to discipline. And um, I think that you know when we look at authenticity and we look at this week, yes, an authentic heart, yes, the mindset but also the discipline behind it because good intentions without authentic discipline action, they're just good intentions. And that's where the congruency comes in, right? People are looking for, you can do it once or twice, but I, or you can grow it with that message, congruent with your actions. Cause as we know, actions speak louder than words. I mean, it's, you know, words impart feelings, but your actions or people was where you really show up when you really have to step up at that two o'clock in the morning phone call. And, and produce for somebody. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Daryl, I think Tia's got a question. I see it right here, Tia. Good to hear from you. Tia's asking uh, about your client question. What's most important to you? Do you ask about personal and professional needs and goals, or do you just keep it professional? No, I go professional and more poorly personal. And and like I, I share, you know, LinkedIn's a great tool to be able to find out their background, so you can ask that question and have a little bit more background. Larry, you're so spot on. You know, I'll, you know, I'll share, if I have another about 30 seconds, I'll share a little yeah. bit of story because this, this is what changed for me because people say, what changed most for you after the plane crash? I get a lot. Now I'll share this. I was in the green room of Good Morning America about a month and a half after the plane crash. We were doing a reunion thing with Good Morning America. It's in the green room. And there was a gentleman who was on the plane who was very upset. And, and I would say, go, maybe even went to a rage. And, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here thinking, Man, what's wrong with this guy? He survived the plane crash. We're on national TV, and he's mad. But then what I found out about him is he was going through a divorce and lost his job. And that was the thing that changed everything for me because all of a sudden I started realizing how many times have I judged somebody before I knew their backstory? And if I could change that one thing in my life, become less judgmental, base people on their content, not their char character, not their content, all of a sudden things changed for me. And that's all of a sudden I started speaking. I spoke at the Supreme Court. With Justice Kennedy sponsoring me. So that one thing I would say, Larry, you started off as correct. You got to understand people's backstory. Yeah. You have to. And don't be judgmental. And right now, as we're known for seeing play out in front of us, everybody's judgmental right now. Right now. Yeah, it's so, it's so true, Gerald. Hey, we might have time for a couple more, but I'm I'm just scanning through this real quick. Ray Campbell says, Dave, can you explain more what you mean by being more congruent? Yeah. 
So like, like I mentioned, yeah, there's all you can be authentic and people see that. But being congruent means, you know, when I say what I say today is the same thing you're going to see tomorrow. Let's go see the next day. And, you know, this, I, this, is, this is my model of the world. This is my, my, my worldview. And I don't vary off my worldview. So when people, when uh, my client I was talking about in 2009, one of the things they really told me, they really appreciated about our relationship was, was that, you know, whatever I said, I was going to back up. Now, candidly, guys, my company, sometimes I got in trouble with my company for that. Sometimes my company didn't like some of the things that I was doing because I was being my client's advocate because I, whatever I said, I had to produce and I had to be congruent with everything that I said. And people notice that. People notice congruency and authenticity. Yeah, that I think that is so strong. And it's one of the biggest takeaways of all of this and really of this whole event over the next 10 days is if you know, we can have authentic intentions and we can have a good heart, but that's got to translate through to action. I love it. And I think there's also the congruency, you know, going back to Tia's question between, um, our private lives and our perfect lives, our perfect lives, our professional <laughs> lives, <laughs> my perfect professional life. Seriously, though, I mean, I, maybe that's a, a great way to say it, because I think sometimes, you know, I, I was taught in sales that I had to put on this persona and, you know, firewall, leave the personal stuff at home. Um, but I'm, I've learned from Larry that it's exactly the opposite. That's what I what I need to be doing. Yeah, and, and here's what here's what's interesting about it. And and let's just unpack this just really quick because you just really keyed in on something, Daryl. And Dave, I'd love to hear your take on this. Is we've always heard in sales, hey Dave, you know, sorry, right? Don't take this personal. It's only business, right? Well, guess what? If there's anything that we learned over the past year, I'm here to tell everybody business is personal. Mm-hmm. It is one hundred percent personal. It is. It's a relationship that you build with somebody, you know, and that's that's the thing about because we go back to the six primary needs. They, they're the same whether they're business or personal. Right. And most like I shared, most buyers that I found are either going for certainty or for growth. But most salespeople are significance or importance driven. Mm. That's and, a good list. So how do, you, how do you marry that up? That means you've got to change your model of the world to focus on how you can give them certainty with your product or service. Or how can you grow with my product and service compared to somebody else? Check your significance at the door, right? Like I tell people, you know, when on that plane that day, one thing that I learned that day on the plane as a leader, sometimes, you know, you know, when I was a, le- I'm a leader, I make, I make the call, I live with the call. But sometimes other people do things better than I do. Sometimes you got to check your ego at the door, right? You got to check your significance at the door. So you know what? I have to be more focused on giving them certainty right now than my certainty. So good. Yeah, and, and, and it's why, you know, during this 10 days, I mean, I just can't wait to unpack all this. But especially when it comes to authenticity, one of my favorite sayings is this, is authenticity is a lifestyle and it's not a light switch. And you have to walk, talk, live and breathe this. Now, granted, I'm I'm a big believer. Everybody's authentic, Dave and Daryl. And everybody out there is authentic. It's the choices that we make. But here's my challenge. And, and this is what this is what concerns me is you just can't wake up. Right. Today's January 11th. You can't just wake up today and say, hey, guess what? I think I'm going to try authenticity today and see if it works. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One thing, Larry, you learn when you go in a plane crash. 
is <laughs> everything goes down to your primary need, right? Wow. It, always, it comes down when, when push comes to shove, life versus death is that primary need that you're, has, has got to be met, right? And so, you know, it's, it's what's really amazing is you see on a plane, 150 people, there's 150 different needs that had to be met. But one thing that was what happened was when everybody started realizing the magnitude of what was really going on, life and death, people all of a sudden focused on the mission. And I'll leave you with this story. Because, you know, I had the opportunity, as I think you both know, that I had the opportunity to escort General Norman Schwarzkopf, you know, back in, in early you know, 2000s. And I had the opportunity to be with him for an entire day. I don't have ever been with a four-star general. It's pretty intimidating. But I asked him, how did you win the war in Iraq? And he looked at me and said, do you really want to know or you're just asking? <laughs> well, you know, it's like, it's a four-star general. I sort of ticked you back for a second. I said, so I just want to know. He goes, he told me his standard answer. And I said, sir, if I ask you a second question, he goes, no one ever asked a general a second question. He said, but go ahead. <laughs> I said, how'd you really win it? And he looked at me and said, no one's ever asked me that question. I'm going to tell you how I won it. He said, every day I go into theater, people would come to me with their problems. Women couldn't drive tanks to Saudi Arabia. Women had to cover their faces. They had to pray five times a day. And I had to keep reminding my troops this. How does this contribute to kicking Saddam out of Kuwait? That was the mission. It wasn't going to Baghdad. It wasn't kicking Saddam out of Kuwait was the mission. While everybody else was bringing them stuff that doesn't matter, he had to get people refocused on the mission. And that's what happened that day on the plane. And that's what I do with my clients, Larry and Daryl. Let's go back to the mission. What are we here for, right? Now, how can I help you with this mission right here? It's all of a sudden, what you just said, Larry, is very valid. It usually goes back to something personal. I want to be promoted or I don't want to keep my job or I've got to grow this business 10%. How am I going to do it? What's the mission? So yeah, and, and even to layer on top of that, and then and then um, we'll let you be, Dave. I, by the way, I could talk to Dave Sanderson for days, <laughs> and 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 so forth. Is we must scratch below the surface if you really want to get to the answer. If you really want to, you know, we talk about backstory. You know, Dave, you shared your backstory. I'm open about my backstory. If you ever want to get to somebody's backstory, folks, you're going to have to dig below the surface. And I really want you, everyone to give that some thought is scratch below the surface and somewhere down the road, you're going to tug on a heartstring and it's boom. It's right then that you're going to get the answer and the why. That's right. Yeah. I, well, you know, Larry, you and I both started, I started in copiers and sales, right? Order <laughs> door. You're not, now I'm going to get sweat Sanderson. So you got to yeah. stop on that one. With, yeah. With a van or the copier every day, don't bring it back. <laughs> don't bring back the copier, right? I think it's heavy, man. You know, oh. thing, you know, but thank you guys. I, I I can't wait to see what everybody else is how they're gonna you know bring it to the table because I know everybody's gonna bring it for you this week. So may I say, may God bless you. May God bless everybody out there right now, and go out and create your own flight plan for your future. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for joining us today for the 2021 Authentic Selling Challenge. Authenticity requires action. Your challenge to take what you've learned today and put it into action right away. If you've enjoyed the ideas and inspiration you've received today, please take a moment to share this challenge with your friends and clients. Let's all take action. We'll see you again tomorrow. Wow, what an incredible conversation that was with Dave Sanderson. It is, uh, I am so challenged and inspired right now, Larry. 
I mean, we, I've always said time and time again, authenticity is a lifestyle. It's not a light switch. And Dave Sanderson is the epitome of authenticity right to the core, Daryl. I agree a hundred percent. And you know, the things that we heard today, these are things um, that is that it's, it's authenticity is action, you know, in the, in the authentic selling challenge earlier this year, our friend Jack Hubbard chimed in and he said, look, authenticity is nothing if it's not put into action. So what I want to challenge you to do is take what you learned from this conversation with Dave today. Maybe it was one thing, maybe it was two or three things that you uh, mentally wrote down. I want you to commit them to paper and say, I'm going to put this into action right now because authenticity is not just a sentiment. It's not just a good idea. It's a lifestyle, which means it's something that we need to put into action. Yeah, and I would encourage you share share it on social, share it with Daryl and, and myself. And yeah. so we can support you. I mean, authenticity, you know, Daryl, oftentimes we talk about what's life look like in a post-trust sales world. Well, we're a firm believer, authenticity bridges that gap. Absolutely. And that is going to bridge well into an exciting event we have. We'll be announcing in a couple of weeks. So stay tuned. There is another challenge on the horizon. We'll be announcing it later in August. But once again, we want to give a huge shout out to our friends at BombBomb. Thank you so much for being friends of Selling from the Heart. Give it a try, bombbomb.com slash heart. Try it for free for 14 days. And until next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, be authentic, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.